Spread your jams and drizzle your syrups. Why is it so sticky? It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Matt O'Kine, sometimes you talk about the news and other times you make the news. And today on All Day Breakfast, it's the latter. Matt O'Kine, just an innocent bystander to one of the all-time tussles. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone used to play the game Rampage or if anyone's watched the movie Godzilla versus Mothra. But uh, today on the show, <laughs> we uh, find, find out about one of the biggest battles of all time. I'm just thinking of a cityscape with two sort of Goliaths of the game going at it and all the everyone else just huddling to the sides. You were a, a scared citizen of a, of a city, basically, Matt O'Kine, when, when, this, uh, when this event occurred. Mate, I tell you what, they are racing for a vaccine for COVID-19. <laughs> Um, but they'll never find a vaccine for an angry uh, NRL player and wanting to get some chips from a vending machine that is blocking his way. Wendell Saylor versus, uh, versus a packet of cheese and onion chips dangling <laughs> from the claw of a vending machine. You might have heard yesterday. I watched it. Um, and Basically and look, stumbled out of some bushes to see <laughs> this happening in the, uh, the Podcast One little kitchen. Uh, and we're going to be chatting to Wendell Saylor up next. We told you that the exclusive interview would be happening and we've got the man, the big Dell, on the phone to tell us uh, about exactly how the tussle came to be and whether he managed to quench his thirst for that cheese and onion dust. That is going to be coming up for you in a moment. Comedian Frank Woodley on the show as well. Cannot wait to talk to one of the legends of comedy in Australia as well. It is all happening here on All Day Breakfast. All right, here we go. Let's get into it. Matt and Alex, here we go. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Tell you what, Matt O'Kine, over the last few months, the world has been starved of sport and the incredible uh, battles that it has been uh, given us over the years. And so we were so happy yesterday that you came across a a huge tussle for which I'm not sure if you could even pick a winner. What happened when you walked into the break room here at the podcast studio? Well, I was uh, met immediately by a very recognizable face, uh, someone who I grew up watching on television from when I was but a wee boy, um, an Australian hero of rugby league. Uh, and Union. Oh, yeah, both. <laughs> uh, and being a Brisbane boy myself, I knew exactly who was in front of me. It was Wendell Saylor, Big Dell, all right? Now, we, we had a... We had a um, you know, amicable greeting, just a, you know, a quick hello. We, we've never met or anything like that. And I was about to go on my way when suddenly, so, well, let's ask, let's ask the big man himself. He is on the phone. Let's hear it from his own mouth exactly what went down on that day. Wendell Saylor, thanks so much for joining us. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Hey, Matt and Alex. I uh, <laughs> hope you guys are well. Well, you know, can I just say, yeah, it was really nice to meet you, but it came at a time um, where I was a little bit peckish, you know, I got a routine where at half time we usually get a bit of a snack, whether it's myself, MG, or Gerds, uh, the vending machine. So I went to get a pack of chips, and uh, the vending machine wasn't real keen to give it to me, so I give it one or two shakes, and then, <laughs> and, and, and but they were big shakes too. And I was like, <laughs> I, you know what? It was the principle. It wasn't even the money. It's to me at least three times. Goodness me! So you put your money in. Yeah. Did the yeah. chips twirl and dangle, or did it just eat it and just no, give no. you nothing? No, no, no. It, it came out. It came out enough, but didn't like. But it latched on where 
Usually, when it comes out, but you can give it a shake. It's happened to me a couple of times now, more than a couple of times. Also, oh, this isn't shake. the first touch-up that that machine's gotten from Big Dell. You've given it a no, couple of bumps, have I, you? I wouldn't say a touch-up, but a bump. <laughs> but even, you know what? When I went back in and I was flustered, I said to Dan Ganane and Ryan Girdler, I said, that machine has got me again. And the boys, <laughs> I think the boys laughed about it. And they, said, they said, that machine doesn't like you, Dell. Anyway, out of principle, when I went back out, I tried to get it again, and as I went to shake it again, it unplugged, which made it worse. Oh, and I, was, no, no. Yeah. I tell you what, when you cop a big hit from the Dell, a few people have lost uh, a bit of consciousness over oh. the years, and vending machines are no different. Oh. Goodness but, gracious oh, me. The vending machine, it, it's got me 4 nil. It's been good to me, and I've been cutting back on the snacks, but I was just really peckish, and the big beast wanted something quickly. There's cheese and onion Smith's chips. And I, I, anyway, and I just lost. I lost Wait. out, and, I, even, and even when I left at full time, I tried to give it another shake or two, and it was just nothing. And then you know, I just had to take defeat. I didn't think anyone knew that I went back again. I went back about two or three times, I think. Well, mate, I got to tell you, I went back the next day to have a look at what, uh, you know, whether you yep. managed to get them or not. And I'll tell you what, nothing was dangling. Someone in this office has got oh. has gotten your chips and uh -oh. consumed them. So. I don't know. I'm glad someone got them, but that machine. <laughs> I'm sure it can sense when I'm around and it hates me. Someone came through for the intercept and took that to the try line, those cheese and onions. Now, this is no good, Dale. You you were in commentating. You do commentate on uh, Triple M since your yeah, uh, international rugby career has yeah. come up. Have you got a plan? You know, have, has, have you chatted to the coaches? How are we going to come out with the big, the big win next time? Oh, look, I just think for me, I think I might just eat before I go. I might actually just <laughs> bring some food from home. The, the, the funny thing is I actually live at Wollongong. So even when I have something to eat on the way up, I don't want to be pulling into Maccas or on the way up uh, because, you know, you've got to stay fit and I don't want to get too sort of um, comfortable as I have probably at the start of COVID, but I'm back in a training <laughs> now. So I just thought a packet of chips, you know, that's just nice and easy in between like sort of the game. But oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not devastated, but it's the principle. And I didn't want to complain to anyone, but obviously mm. you guys have seen what I've done. And apparently, I, I, mate, I reckon the, the footage would be unbelievable because I went back and I shook it and I shook it real hard one time <laughs> and I think I got my finger caught in the side once or twice as well. So it's, it's comical. I know it's comical. Well, well Del, uh, the, as the old adage goes, you know, if a tree falls in a forest, doesn't make it sounds. Uh, like, likewise, if a rugby player bashes a vending machine <laughs> in an office, doesn't make a sound. Well, it does if you've got security footage of it and we've managed to track it down, Wendell. Oh, my goodness. It only shows sort of from your, your belly button down. You can't see yep. your face, but there's certainly a little bit of anger directed towards uh, the vending yeah, machine. I, I must admit, I was a bit aggressive. I, I'm more a lover, not a fighter. Uh, I, I've been known to arm wrestle and be very powerful, but that machine, <laughs> I gave it everything I had. I usually show it love because it gives me love out of the machine, but yep. um, on Sunday night, uh, not so much love. Okay, well, we've managed to track down the footage. There is no audio of it, so we can't just play it here. So. Okay. We have managed to get someone to put a bit of commentary over Wendell Saylor versus the Vendo, and uh, this is this is what it sounds like. Good evening and welcome to a massive turnout today at the Podcast One Stadium for the most anticipated matchup of the week. Man versus machine, a clash of the titans, the battle of the cheese numbers. Wendell Saylor slips a crisp ham slice into the vending machine. He selected his item. Going for the cheese and onion chips and... Oh! What's this? The chips are stuck! Absolutely masterful dummy from the machine there! A wonderful exhibition in sleight of hand! A little 45 gram packet like that, no wonder it's holding on. 
because I can tell you that Big Dell is likely to inhale these crisps like they're a potato asthma puffer. Sailor now, wrapping both arms around the machine and giving it a good nudge. The machine rocking to and fro like a topanel van at the drive-in. You would absolutely not want to come knocking on this one, I can tell you. Big Dell trying to jolt those little mouth-watering slivers of goodness from its grasp. Look at the desperation! The Jewel International, Wendell Sailor, is going to the fridge now. I can only imagine he's looking for a block of actual cheese and a brown onion to satisfy his cravings. What we're seeing here is a man on the brink. He's tried absolutely everything, only to be denied on this occasion by an incredible example of will and determination. It looks to me as if the big man might have given up. Yep, Wendell Sailor has eventually capitulated. So it was one for the ages, an incredible effort by the vending machine in the end. But I doubt this will be the last time these two go head to head. In fact, knowing Big Dale, he'll be back for some light and tangies in 15 minutes. Well, there you have it. Some uh, some commentary from from the footage there. Oh, that's too good. But that's, that, you know what? That's probably close to what happened. Man, the more I couldn't get it, the more infuriated I got, the more I, I'm trying different angles. And I, uh, I just when it unplugged, I just thought, you know, I've got nothing. But then I went back again and tried to just rock it one more time and it gave me nothing. I think got my finger jammed. My, oh, my favourite moment of this, and we will let you go, but I just loved, Sorry. Wendell, the, um, you, you, you took a trip to the fridge. I don't know what you 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 went to the fridge and opened that up and looked in and closed the door. Oh, oh, you won't believe this. But every time, every now and then, if there's something nice and it's not mine, I'll sometimes just if there's a nice cold drink or something, there's some water. <laughs> I'll just take that. I, I need it to cool down. I know I know water's free sort of in and around there. So I was looking for a water or something to cool down. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Well, you you, you have been wronged, so Dale. So I can understand that that uh, that motto coming through. But look, t- thank you so much for joining us. The footage Thanks, of Wendell Sailor versus the vending uh-huh. machine is up. Now on the uh, Matt and Alex Instagram, if you want oh, to take a look at it, and uh, Wendell, we're going to keep posted because I think much like the uh, you know NBA playoffs, you said there's been four games so far. It, it's got to be a best of seven, best of nine series. Wendell oh, Sailor versus the vending <laughs> machine. So we look forward to uh, f- finding out who wins in the future. Thanks, guys. Love your work. Appreciate All it, the Wendell. best, Wendell. Thanks, mate. Bye, guys. Coffee. Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. No, well, it's too late now. We've already we've already talked about it. Oh, I'm recording. What what were you saying? You had a day off from. Yeah, it was, well, Sophia your went daughter. back to daycare for the first time today. Oh, mama mia! I got to tell you, it's all like you're like, oh, I'm gonna, oh, we're gonna miss. Oh my god, I'm, you know, I'm gonna miss her. And blah blah blah. And then as soon as I was out the door, I was like, I'm living my good life. I was just like, I, I'm picturing you as um. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the 500 Days of Summer where he walks out of the house and he's got all the animated birds around him dancing <laughs> along to um, Hall & Oates or whatever. Do you know what it's like? It's like when you've just gotten to a new country and you've got like three huge bags with you and like you have to get the train into the city and then you're walking blocks and like you're like, oh, where do we get to a hotel, blah, blah, and you finally check in then you put all your bags down and you're like, Let's go get lunch. And you walk out and you don't have to carry anything. And you're just like, oh, I can go anywhere up steps. I can go through little alleyways. I'm, I'm, in, my, like I'm in my zone. That's how I felt. Oh, 
I mean, I absolutely, I missed her. And if she, if she ever listens to this in a few years. <laughs> that would be interesting. Put a marker on this and like literally go, yeah, we could call this episode, Oi, Sophia, listen to this in 2040. But, you're, but you know what, as well, the other thing is, I I obviously, we, we both feel the same because, you know, you, you say goodbye to them and stuff like that. But then when you, at the end of the day, you think, oh, they're going to have missed me just as much. You turn up and they're like, huh? <laughs> you you want to like, you're like, hey, you want to give dad a hug? And they literally just, they literally will just say no. And she only knows like three words. You know what I mean? But and, it's, the, and she's that, not going to say yes. <laughs> but that's it. Like she could just choose to not even say a word, but instead she knows how to say no and will just say nah and then turn around and walk off. And I'm like, oh, well, so I don't care if you listen to this in a few years. I love you with all my heart, but it was nice to have a morning off. Matt, I mentioned in our uh, little intro yesterday that uh, this week had to go get the emergency clothes. I was getting a coffee for a few people. So I had I had three coffees and they're like, would you like a tray? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. No, I'm you're like, woke. You don't need a tray. I a tray. I got hands, people. I got hands. I got balance. Uh, try and open the door all over my front. Um, soaked <laughs> through the jumper to the T-shirt. And I, it, was, it was one of the morning coffees. So I'm like, well, it's either pull the ripcord or try and go all day with this stain. I went to the, got some emergency clothing from the department store, just bought a basic t-shirt. The environmental impact you were hoping to <laughs> lessen with the getting of a tray, completely out of the window. <laughs> I know, Buying new shirt, cotton. Some, some, uh, <laughs> you know, made in a factory somewhere. <laughs> Even the receipt probably has more <laughs> carbon footprint than, than the cardboard tray. I'm so Anyways. sorry. Anyway, it was either that or coffee down the front. It's like when I, buddy, I was flying to Tanzania, first hour of the flight, leaning over to the person next to me, giving him some red wine all over my front. Oh, that's but there's no, no good. department stores at 35,000 feet. Oh, I, I, was, I was out with a friend. I was showing off a whole brand new outfit, brand new outfit, having a drink with a friend. Right, someone comes over and says, "Hey, here's a here's a an old fashioned, right? The Ooh. cocktail." Puts in front of me, says, "I'm a big fan of your work. Here's a drink." I was like, "Oh, thank you very much." My friend goes, "Oh, that's nice." Knocks the whiskey all over me. Now, uh, whiskey that is not a going out stain. All right, I just went <laughs> had to go straight home. So we asked you, home. when did you have to uh, get your emergency clothes? Tim is joining us right now from Canberra. Hello, Tim. G'day, boys. Thank you so much for uh, having a chat to us. Tell us, when did the emergency clothes come in handy for you? Well, I, uh, I don't actually have to I – haven't, I haven't used them as yet. I, um, I'm lactose intolerant and I'm a bit – I get a bit carried away with my cheese intake and uh, I always <laughs> – Don't we all, mate? Don't we yeah. all? <laughs> and uh, I always carry a spare pair of undies in me, in my glove box at the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, are um, they in a bag or something? Or if someone's like, oh, I might just try and find some, put something in the glove box and they just see a, a loose pair of undies hanging there? No, nah, yeah, they're, they're just loose. They're just loose. <laughs> they're, more, they're clean. Have you ever had to use them? Or when have, have you even had to reach for them? Yeah, I've, I've come very, like, very close. And it was one of the first times I've met my missus' parents, actually. Uh, oh. <laughs> had, to, uh, had to make a quick rush home and 
told her to get the keys ready to open the front door and we had to go to her house because she was closer to us. And uh, ran ran flat out through the through the front door and I said, G'day, I'll talk to you in a minute and I ran straight to the toilet. Oh, first I loaded in uh, about an hour's time and came out and made me introductions. No. No, what, really? What a meeting. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Sorry, just go Chris and the Lou. All right. Thank you very much for that, Tim. Very good. That's a man who is uh, always prepared uh, joining us right there. We've also got Jack from Brisbane. You had to uh, get a few emergency clothes at the gym. Yeah, I did, boys, actually. Yeah, I was um, doing work experience at a gym in Brisbane, and uh, I was doing a bit of a cardio workout in the morning, um, and I came out of the shower, and uh, my bag was actually taken. <gasps> so um, <laughs> it was actually taken by one of the g- the PTs who was working in the other gym in the city. Oh, so mistaken identity rather than a little theft. Yeah, so I've had to wrap the towel around me and walk out to the reception and ask them, um, does anyone have any uh, clothes I can borrow for the next, well, full day? I, I wasn't expecting to get it back. So they gave me some clothes to put on um, and they said, yeah, well, that's very embarrassing, but we'll, we'll try and save you. Um, and then uh, they're lucky to actually get in contact with the guy who took my bag and hopefully, luckily he, he brought it back about two hours later. So. Oh, goodness oh, me. So uh, what was your uh, emergency kit like? Was it pretty fresh? Yeah, it was just like a like a, um, a gym polo and some shorts, you know, that kind of thing. So I just um, stuck around the end of the desk and just hid from the shame. So People start coming up to you asking for PT advice. They think you work at <laughs> the bit, gym. Yeah. <laughs> asking to spot them. That's the early cross trainers. Those are the treadmills. Those are dumbbells. You know, that kind of- <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Uh, emergency uniform. Thank you so much for that one, Jack. And we've also got Shannon from Brisbane as well. When did you have to resort to the emergency clothes, Shannon? Oh, so um, I was doing my first trip overseas when I was 21, so I'm 36 now. Um, so I met my boyfriend out here. He was traveling around Australia. He was from um, the Netherlands. So I decided to move over there with him and travel by myself. And my luggage got lost. Uh-oh. And I got to his parents' house. I'd never met his parents before. And I didn't realize that it's you know a good idea to pack spare clothes, spare underpants and everything in your carry-on. Yeah, right. So you, you pushed all your chips into the table on the... Uh- the check-in baggage. I always do that <laughs> yeah. as well. I never think about the clothes and the carry-on. Well, now I ever, like, whenever I travel now, I always, like, pack their underpants and all that just in case because, yeah, it was the worst. So you've flown for over 24 hours here, Shannon. Yeah. You're going straight into meeting the parents in the yeah. uh, the pongy plane clothes. Um, yeah. So <laughs> is that what you did or did you got some emergency stuff beforehand? No, no. I had to go to their parents' house and, yeah. Borrow clothes with his mum until my luggage oh. arrived. So, yeah. Wait, so Borrow you... his mum's clothes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Were there anything you kept, anything you particularly liked, or was it all, was no. it a bit daggy? Yeah, a bit daggy. So she's like, yeah, well into her 60s. So, yeah. It would have been worrying, it would have been worrying if you came out dressed in her clothes and then he looked at you and was like, oh, all right. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you borrow footwear as well? Did you get a few clogs? No, no. No, I mean, my, my bags arrived the next day, thank God. But yeah, 24 hours, it was, yeah, pretty awkward. So, a little yeah. bit of mum fashion. Love it. Thank you so yeah. much for that one, Shannon. We'll catch you later. Thank you. Bye. That actually reminds me because I forgot uh, about this emergency clothes business. I had, actually, you were at a party that I was, that I had at my place after I recorded one of my uh, specials years yeah. ago. And more theatre stand up comedy show. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah. It was loose. It was a big party. Yeah. It was uh, it was messy. Yep. Next morning, getting everything ready. I, I knew I had a flight in the morning. Um, don't remember going to the airport or getting on the plane, but 
I woke up as it was landing, which is which meant I got there, you know, which is great. <laughs> well, nothing better than waking, waking up on up. landing, don't you think? One minute I'm partying, the next minute I wake up, but I'm in another city. Yes, and then I got to the hotel. <laughs> I mean, there's, I op- I mean, there's I op- a whole heap of issues that we should get into <laughs> for this story. But sure, let's just jump. Let's just I'm jump forward to. Let's just jump forward to when you get your emergency clothes. I'm not endorsing. <laughs> Any of that behaviour, you know, you should definitely be watching how much you drink. Right, um, and drink up responsibly. And I, <laughs> woke up and I, I had a daughter. It was... Uh... <laughs> no. Um, that was, I mean, this is a long time ago when I was young and irresponsible. Mm. Anyways, get to the hotel in Byron, open up my bag, just a pair of board shorts. <laughs> <laughs> that is all I'd packed. Nothing else. <laughs> I had just been walking through the airport with a basically empty suitcase like I'm a businessman who's lost his job and doesn't want to tell his family. Like and my and like not without any idea. No knowledge whatsoever at all. So did you, did you put them on? Well, I had to buy everything. <laughs> I wasn't just going to, like, I wasn't just in Byron for a day. I was in Byron, then I went to Brisbane. I was away for days, you know. I needed to buy everything. Well, like you had a, a suitcase <laughs> to put them in at least. <laughs> Better than walking through an airport carrying a pair of board shorts in your hand. Yeah, anyway. so anyways, and it was good. At least, you know, when, when the reality hit, the old hangover came in to play. Um, at least I was prepared for... Clothing needed to go for a swim. Indeed. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Now, Matt O'Kine, last week on the show, we had Nick Cody having a chat to us. He was part of this show on Amazon Prime Video, Last One Laughing, where a bunch of comedians get in a room and uh, the final person to laugh is the grand prize winner. And uh, I had sympathy for Nick Cody because he was up against our next guest who has been making me laugh for 20 years. And it's a real pleasure to have you on the line now, right now, one half of Lena Woodley, Mr. Frank Woodley. Hello. Hello, thanks for having me. It is. It has been an advantage having this face as a sort of a somewhat comedic <laughs> gift as I've moved throughout this career. Do they did they adjust for that? It last one laughing. Did people you know? Did people like get a, a, a wind resistance for their faces? Did your faces get ranked or a degree of difficulty potentially? Like the Russian judges? Uh, no, no. I just I just had that advantage and I, I milked it. I'm trying to think of who else maybe is is an absurd looking person. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you're just pointing, calling people out right now. Okay. Philip's uh, singer has a certain quality that makes me smirk when I, you know, just looking he, at him. He can do um, the eyebrow raise as well. Very, yeah. like, I mean, very polarized heights of eyebrows right there. Yeah. Oh, and Sam Simmons, of course. He had a massive advantage in that, in that department. But the rest of them are pretty normal looking, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah, it would have been tough for you whilst yeah. you were in the house. Um, what tactics did you use uh, going along there uh, in order to get other people to chuckle? Look, I've got to be honest with you. It was just a, a weird blur of desperation, of a kind of a weird combination of desperation and just pulling out anything and everything. Because the thing that was so weird about it, I don't know if your your listeners are kind of on, you know, uh, over the sort of the premise of the thing, but 
it's you, you, you're locked in a room with, with other comedians for eight hours and if you laugh, you get kicked out and if you don't try to make other the other comedians laugh, you also get kicked out. You know, you, you've got to be d- doing doing things. But when I first heard of that concept, I was like, that sounds like hell on earth. That sounds like an absolute nightmare. You've you've been in enough green rooms over the years backstage at comedy clubs to know that this is a terrible idea. Yeah, oh, just like revolting. I just thought that's going to just be the most unpleasant thing I can possibly imagine. But then I watched the the Japanese version of it and as soon as I started watching it, I was just completely hooked by this, the bizarre intensity of people trying not to laugh. Mm. You know, that weird thing of, you know, everybody's had that experience when they've been at a funeral or in some, some other context, like a wedding or something, where just the fact that people are trying not to laugh creates this really weird, unhinged sort of uh, intensity. And then, and, and that was, I just found that really fascinating and really compelling. All right. Tactics, Frank. <laughs> I want to know tactics because you, you know, I mean, I know that you're incredibly physical with a lot of your comedy, um, but I also know you've got a very quick wit. It's kind of like I see it as, you know, speed and control in the Mario Kart character <laughs> rankings. Acceleration. Where, you know, <laughs> yeah, acceleration, control. What were you going for? Were you going for the Yoshi balance? Were you going for the Mario all-out speed? Were you going for the, the toad control? What the were you Bowser doing? Bowser heavyweight. <laughs> um, I think I had to, I just surrendered to intuition at that point. Once it started, like, you know, people said, oh, did you, did you try more physical comedy or more verbal comedy? And it was a bit like, I don't know, asking a tribal person, like, a, you know, are you, do you err on the side of hunting or more gathering? <laughs> I don't know is the answer. I don't know. I was just surviving. Well, you have been uh, doing comedy for many years and it was quite exciting to have Lane Woodley come to our uh, digital worlds. I mean, with the lockdown going on, you put on a couple of, shows which I was absolutely furious when I found out about Frank because you didn't ca- tell me sooner and I missed them. But can you tell <laughs> us about the Lane Woodley shows you were doing online on Zoom? Yeah, we did we did two two shows where we um we basically trawled through the back catalogue. It was it, it was called Lane Woodley singing some songs. So about half of the show was us singing songs and most of those were old old songs that have been, you know, that we sort of dusted off. And then we wrote about half an hour of, of new stuff as well. And it was really, really interesting. I don't know if you guys have done any of the Zoom. There's been a few kind of Zoom concerts and performances and things, but it was really fascinating. Like people would just sort of join this massive Zoom audience and and for about half an hour before the show, we just had all those little um, Zoom windows, you know, linking in to the performance. And it was really sort of – it was just fascinating to be part of this new genre where – Historically, people said, oh, the great privilege of doing TV is you go into people's homes as opposed to, you know, live theatre. But you really had that feeling of all of these people's individual homes coming into into the audience. And it was really, it was very interesting. And then, of course, we had, I think we had a few thousand people. So as you can imagine, as the Zoom windows get smaller and smaller, I think ultimately... (laughs) Each household were allocated one pixel each. <laughs> you know, um, so it was hard to really connect that deeply with 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 them. But um, 
Yeah, it was a fantastic thing to, to be part of. Yeah, it's interesting. Do they do say that over the years, but never before have the people on the couch, you know, with the chip crumbs on the chest, being able yeah. to be looking back at you whilst you're doing the performances on television? Did you did you notice any um, people putting in an effort to have a good background in their house or was it just they didn't tidy up the dishes in the background no, and you could spring every, people? <laughs> no, it was e- e- everything and anything and everything. You know, some people kind of even got into almost, you know, the – you know the the Rocky Horror Show um, thing where people dress up as characters from the oh. Rocky Horror Show to go and see the movie. There was a little bit of that going on, you know, where people were oh, well, kind of were people dressing up as Frank Woodley. Yeah, well, they were. Like, there was you know a few Lena Woodleys out there, or people sort of doing different kind of kooky things like that. Um, of course, there's always the risk that there would be somebody, you know, I don't know, getting amorous with a goat or something, which you, or whatever. <laughs> um, but I didn't. I didn't see any any um, bestiality seemed to be quite consensual that I <laughs> that I glanced at. No, it was all it was it was anything and everything really. People people um, in big groups, some people just sitting you know in front of their computer, and it was great. It was amazing, amazing stuff. Um, if Matt and I were conducting this interview with a background in your house, Frank, what would we see behind you right now? Well, look, I wish I could give you a, a, a humorous answer, but I, I've just gone through the I'm not process. looking for humorous. I'm looking for absolutely accurate at the moment. <laughs> is well, there a goat I, is what he's saying. <laughs> there's there's a, some livestock. Um, <laughs> no, it's I, I'm going through the process at the moment of I've just bought um, a whole bunch of um, bookshelves from Ikea yesterday. I spent yesterday putting them all together and I'm trying to organise my little office. So I've got like a... Frank, that's just a Frank Woodley sketch. It's just yeah. Frank Woodley putting, putting together, together Ikea. <laughs> you if need you to hear things this. collapsing, <laughs> at some point you'll just hear a massive kind of collapsing noise and me just going... <laughs> 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 all right, well, we better leave you to that, Frank. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, very much Looking forward to watching the entirety of our last one, Laughing Australia, on Amazon Prime Video. Thank you very much uh, for having a chat, and we will catch you next time. Good luck with Thanks the Thanks for having me. Yeah, <laughs> cheers. See ya. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Well, Matt O'Kine, that just about brings us to the end of All Day Breakfast for today. But before we go, a little bit of update in the world of viral music hits. The bin goes up, then the bin goes down to the end of the street and then Off the back of Brendan from Perth, the Garbo are giving us his song. We've created one, that one featuring Ro and Dadiri, the kids' version. We've got a video clip for the adult version starring yourself, myself and uh, Woods Music. And uh, the kids' version, as yet, doesn't have a visual vessel to really create a world for the kids of the world. Um, But we're hoping to change that right now. Yeah, we uh, put the call out asking for anyone with animation experience to get in touch with the show so that uh, we can help bring these uh, these characters to life. And Lillian from Melbourne is on the phone right now. Hello, Lillian. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Very excited to be talking to you as uh, <laughs> we've got a kid's song, but we don't have a way to, uh, you know, kids with a short attention span to really <laughs> show them how the bins go up and the bins go down. Uh, first of all, h- how long have you been doing little bits of animation for? For about six years. 
Oh, amazing stuff. I mean, I checked out your uh, your Instagram yeah. page and it's some really, really great stuff. Uh, love the cute foods that you've been doing. Uh, what what are, what are you doing with the foods? Um, just sort of like showing off what a walking cycle is, which is surprisingly difficult considering um, in the world of animation because <laughs> it can be tricky. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, isn't it, where like you, you really take animation for granted. It, yeah. I guess people might think that it's easy, but the whole idea of mimicking movement, like how the hell does an apple walk? Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Never seen it I before. Mean, so it's such a mundane thing. When you recreate it on the computer, people think that it's... Um, it's all automated, but you got to do every single tiny bit from the elbow to a toe, but you have to animate all of it. That's so true. Um, 24 frames <laughs> a second. How long would it take you to uh, to come up with a, a little video clip? Let's just say a minute and 57 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, at least your, uh, your song's pretty repetitive, so luckily <laughs> I can uh, maybe put some things on a loop. Do the old copy-paste. I hear you. Thank it. you. Control-C, <laughs> Control-V. Love that. Well, that is very exciting. Um, the good news is you'll be splitting the profits with us now. Uh, we're aiming for – look, we're not going to get greedy. We're not going for the full $5 billion that Baby Shark has. We're going to be happy with $2 billion, $2.5 billion, mm. I think, uh, views. And so uh, thank you for jumping aboard uh, this, you know, this – non-stop children's entertainment express because I think we're going large <laughs> and uh, we look forward to finding out what you can come up with for the bin goes up kids version sounds good beautiful thanks, thanks Lillian, Lillian. Um, you can check out Lillian's work at Lillian underscore Cordell underscore designs uh, for yourself to get a bit of a flavour as to what might be coming out for the video clip Matt O'Kine so excited about that and hey. excited about what you're bringing up very soon as well Oh, yeah, mate. I've been in the studio, in the studs, uh, working hard, grinding, as they would say, because I feel like one of our contestants in this um, uh, mundane song challenge was robbed. She's a good vacuum. She don't make no fuss. She's going <laughs> to pick up all that dust. Mm. I'm here to give some, uh, what is it, revenge, not revenge, um, Show some love. Yeah, for Kate Middleton, all right? Because she's got the same name as the future queen <laughs> and she deserves a royal's welcome for her little um, ditty. So Matt's been in the studio cooking up a little bit of lava uh, in the studio. Matt O'Kiner, you got a little teaser for us? Okay, I'm not, I don't want to give you too much. Oh, he's got his phone up to the microphone right. here. Only because I don't want the record companies to start calling yet, all right? <laughs> Can't be answering. Can't be. Can't be. Give us a taste. Low enough. Thick. Here we go. No. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, that was nothing. Give us more, mate. No, there we go. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, go on. Look. Oh, hear that? Well, I'm sorry for wasting your time oh. and mine here hey, to finish up. It's all coming day out breakfast. on Friday. It's ready. All right, thank you, you so much. Thank you so much to Frank Woodley for joining us today. Also, the big Wendell Sailor. Make sure you're jumping on our socials to find out uh, exactly how it went down. We don't need to animate that. We've got security footage of Wendell Sailor versus a vending machine that stole his chips. It's a colossus yeah. uh, competition, and you can see it at matt.ad.alex on Instagram. We will catch you tomorrow for some more all-day breakfast. Always stay in touch with us. If you've got any stories that relate to anything we've said, please hit us up, matt.n.alex on Instagram. Vending machines, emergency <laughs> clothes, ending up in Byron <laughs> Bay with a pair of boardies.
Whatever you need. We'll catch you tomorrow. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.